We ask for nothing more but just grace, Lord God. We thank you for grace to walk with you. Each step we take, we fall. We cannot do without your mercy. We take one step forward and two steps back. And so we need, we need the grace, the grace to walk, the grace to walk with you. And uh, we appreciate your Holy Spirit in our lives. We appreciate that you will never allow for us to be a dry place. We declare today that without you, we can do nothing. There is absolutely nothing. You are our joy. You are our peace. You are our reward, yes, Father. Father God. So even as we minister today and as we gather together, thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Broaden our horizons, broaden our understanding, yes, anchor us in the faith and strengthen us today. Let there be light, let there be illumination, Father, in Jesus' name, let us be drawn closer to you than ever before. In these evil days in which we live and we understand that darker days are yet to come on planet Earth. And Father, as your church, as your people, we pray for the hand of God, the breath of heaven upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. Our main Text today, Bazarani, will be from the book of Romans, uh, verses 1 and 2. But that will come later on in our, in our message this morning. But just, just note that, that we will uh, be speaking from that particular uh, passage of Scripture. Because as, um, as among warriors in, in prayer, people that God is raising to to join hands with him in establishing his will in the earth. Uh, there are things that we must know. There are things that we must understand. I pray, Bazwan, you, you don't lose faith. I pray that you you just keep going. Uh, if there is anything that this, ta- this time, this period has done to me personally, is to isolate me for God. Isolate me. I've had, I've had amazing moments and I still do and it's, it's growing in depth. Amazing moments with the Lord. And uh, I pray that you, you don't lose faith because you are going to need it going forward. If there is one thing you and I are going to need going forward is faith. Uh, so today I'm going to speak. We've been speaking about, um, about prayer. We've been talking about prayer and, and, and the altar because that is what we are going to need going forward, family. Uh, understand that there is a shaking taking place in the earth. There's a, there's a serious, serious shaking in the earth. Uh, the world, like I told you before, will, will never be the same. There are things that you will never catch on, on CNN or Sky News, but there are things that are, are happening 
behind the scenes. Uh, my wife and I have been privileged to understand certain things through certain people, but uh, there's they, they stuff happening uh, which requires of us to be deeper in our relationship with the Lord than ever before. I want you to understand that. Uh, so there's a shaking in the, in the, in the world uh, that's taking place. And also in the church, Bazalwan, uh, if there is anything that this uh, lockdown has done, not only in our country, but all over the world, uh, we have been disconnected from the church program. You will have noticed that. Uh, so when God disconnects us from the church program, uh, so that we can determine our program with the Lord as individuals. We have been disconnected from the, the formal church, as it were, so that individual people in the body of Christ can determine their own program, their own prayer time, their own uh, time of, 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 of just fellowship with the Lord and, and, and studying of the word and all these things. So it has done so much for many around the world, uh, some pastors, are of, of course, uh, are complaining about a whole lot of things. But there's one thing that is, uh, that is guaranteed. The church will never be the same going forward. There are churches that will not survive beyond this point. Um, because of many reasons. If, if, if our relationship with God depended on our pastor, and you will realize that during this time, you are going to go through serious problems. Now, that is the case all over the world, all over the country. If, if the church, if the membership of the church was um, anchored in the celebrity minister, uh, so everything about us, we defined our relationship with God based on, I mean, around him. And without him, everything collapses. So when this happens all over the world, uh, there's serious problems. There's a serious, serious shaking. If you remember, I've always encouraged you to have more church uh, in your private place, in your private space than you do on Sunday. I've always, just before all this happened, I encouraged you to have more prayer, to, have, to study the word more when you are on your own than when you are in church. Now, for such people, uh, these times when they come, they don't get shaken too much because we don't define our relationship with the Lord based on our church experience. There are countries in the world where they don't have formal church. They don't have formal gatherings like we do. And they are as strong as strong can be. So I want us to begin to understand that uh, we are very privileged as a country that our laws allow for us to gather formally as a corporate body in a particular building. But you must always, as a Christian, be ready and be prepared for times when that doesn't happen. That must never shake us as God's people because this thing is personal. This thing is between us and the Lord Jesus. Uh, church as a corporate body is a place for that and it was instituted for a reason because when we are moving together as ministries, uh, something happens in the earth. Yet, there must always be an allowance that if I am isolated and I find myself on my own, I must be able to survive. 
Another thing before I start, Bazalwane, I'm just doing these introductory uh, remarks. Another thing from what we are gathering, Oguti uh, Children's Church is going to be very important going forward. The enemy is strategizing the speed, Bazalwane, the pace at which things are happening. Uh, you, will not, you will not believe what is in front of us uh, by way of media, uh, by way of Facebook, Twitter, and all the uh, social platforms that we have and, and, and the cable news networks. That's just a smoke screen. The real stuff is happening behind the scenes. Uh, stuff that, like I said before, will never make it into uh, mainstream media because they control those things. They, there's something called gatekeeping. You, we must consume what they want us to consume, that which they don't want us to know and to understand so that we can pray about it, will never make it into, 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 into the news uh, 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 streaming as we know it. So one of the things which are going to be very important going forward, as I continue to pray, is that our children must be prepared for what is coming. Uh, we cannot afford anymore to have a children's church it's just a side thing while real church is happening. Children must know who Jesus is. Uh, children must know what the blood of Jesus means, what the name of Jesus does, and all these things. So they, they must know the purpose of the church on earth because what the enemy is doing will require because they are the next generation. We must hand over something solid to our kids. So I am going to encourage you, Barcelona, to begin to look at your kids in a different light because if we, you like it or not, they are being mentored. They are being tutored by, by movies. By, now, I'm going to talk about the system, the world system, uh, shortly. They are being tutored. They are being trained for something. Every movie most songs that they are exposed to, they are preparing them for something. Uh, Hollywood and everybody, this, see, the world system is a broad network. And uh, the church, unfortunately, does not get these things. And we, we are not engaging at the same speed. We are not matching the world uh, in the way that we are supposed to. We are like a dog that does not have teeth. So uh, I wanted to understand then, family, that we, after, after the lockdown, it, it will be a pity for us to have church as usual, not only at K, but everywhere. We cannot afford to have church. It, it cannot be business as usual because God, it seemed like he just put us aside, um, maybe to just to gather our, our thoughts together, just to go and hibernate so that we can reflect and begin to, to, to soak ourselves in the presence so that when we come back, we, are, we know exactly what's going on. The, 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 the formal religion kind of ruined us. Uh, it, in, it kind of messed with our understanding of, of, of what we are here for and what church is about. So um, we are going to discuss such things today because as we begin to pray, all that we are doing in the, in the last couple of weeks I'm, I'm trying to get you to pray. So we are going to speak as broadly as possible, giving you different angles as much as possible 
for us to understand why we should pray, why we cannot do without prayer, why prayer is a prerequisite, why prayer is fundamental and foundational, without which nothing is going to shift. The whole generation is going to be handed over to Satan on a platter. If the church does not arise, if you and I do not occupy our place of authority in the spirit, the entire generation will be handed over to the enemy until such time that we, 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 we arise and we begin to understand what's going on. Mina and I we were born into a, what we call a world system. Uh, it's, it's an evil and a wicked system. Now, under that system, there are, there are subsystems. You have, you have a religious system. You have a cultural system. There's a lot of them. But uh, it's, it's all together called the world system. Now, on earth, when we look at them, we may think that they are unrelated. Even amongst themselves, they, they may think that they are, they are not related. But the truth of the matter is that they are controlled, all of them, from the same headquarters in the spirit realm. So everything that happens, anything that happens on earth, first originates in the, in the spirit realm. It first, it is originated there. It has its origins, the womb of that which we see in whatever sector, in the justice system, the laws that get passed, why certain laws are passed and other laws don't get passed, uh, laws that uh, seem to support a particular agenda, they get passed, all these things. So every, every sector, every realm uh, is, 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 uh, is controlled from there. So it is called the, the, the world system. Now, in their different ways, whichever of these, uh, of these small systems they work towards the fulfillment of a bigger agenda, of a bigger global agenda. They are interwoven, interrelated. They may, at face value, seem to be just standalone entities, but they all have the same agenda. It is controlled, and the breadth of which is issued from the second heaven. So it is important then that we understand our role as the church. And... Uh, they are bent on ensuring that the agenda is fulfilled. Uh, some months ago, I told Abbas Zalani the world system is, um, is very rich. It is well sponsored uh, into trillions of U.S. dollars. And uh, so we are dealing with a well-oiled machine. Now, for a prayer warrior, an intercessor, whichever name you can put to it, people who are called to pray, these things become important so that Mukulega, you don't pray in isolation, just praying for my little world. Understand the bigger scheme of things, what is happening in the world. Understand the agenda of the enemy uh, for the young people, for the little kids, for marriages. Uh, why, in most cases, fashion designers, for instance, are, are homosexual and gay. Understand, have a, a worldview that is so clear and so Bible-based so that when these things happen, you, you are able to interpret properly. So as a person who prays, 
your understanding and your level, your revelation must exceed beyond the, the, the local, my, 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 my world. So this is what I wanted you to understand. You and I are, are programmed, I think, from nursery, nursery uh, level, phase, great nursery, uh, to, to gel with the system. We are, we are programmed to be, to, to be in alliance with it. We may not know it. Uh, we are not meant to challenge or resist the system. Now, this happens. It's very subtle because it happens through formalized and institutionalized uh, uh, mediums that you will never discern to say that there is something wrong with it. But you and I, our children, are, are groomed from a very little age, not to resist the system, not to arise and stand against the system, not to rebel against the system. So we are cultured rather to challenge. You see, we, we, we may challenge each other uh, in one way or the other, our ideologies, but the bigger scheme of things, we do not challenge that. That's how it's set. It's ingrained in us. Our psychology, it is, it is programmed that way. Uh, so... That is the first thing that we, we must understand. So the gospel, Bazalwan, is the only message on earth today that challenges the agenda of the world system. I, I want us to understand that the, the gospel is the only message that challenges the agenda of the, of, of the world system or the global order of things. That is why the gospel is hated. This is why the gospel... Uh, people resisted so much uh, because there is a there is a, a bigger agenda in the earth. There is a, a race for souls, for the possession of nations and pos possession of souls who can control the soul of the human race. So there is that going on in the earth. So Abazalwane, who are given to prayer and to warfare, when we begin to engage in warfare, let all these things be clear to all of us. That we are, we, we are dealing with that. So the church on earth is the only army. Uh, understand that the church is the only army in the world that can uh, prevail over the forces of darkness that the enemy uh, has launched and, is, and, and they are being gathered as we speak. The church is the only army that can prevail over them. The name of Jesus is the only name that has authority. They know it. Most Christians may not even know that, but principalities and powers, demonic spirits, and those who are in these, in these secret societies, they understand it very well that the name of Jesus is the most powerful name in the universe. So as we begin to broaden our understanding on prayer, these are the things that we must uh, grapple with and be very sober about and have an understanding of what our role here is. Now, the, the world system is not asking for too much from you and I, Bazalwan. The world system is asking for just one thing, for conformity. They want us to conform. The word conform means to comply, it's compliance. It means uniformity. It means sameness. That's all they want. You give them that, they are they got off your back, you 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 you're just free. But 
what they want is for everybody on earth to conform. I might explain to you, and I should, and I will, tell you exactly what they want us to conform to. But that's what they want. So as little children, we are, we are introduced to what in the world is called norms. Uh, they, they define to us what is normal. They, they, they tell us what is acceptable in the earth. So our mind must accept what is normal in their terms. From, from a little age, we are told there are patterns that we must abide by. There are templates. When we are born, we are born into it. We are born into the system. So our mind must accept certain things as acceptable in the earth. That's what is wanted of you. That is uh, what is wanted and demanded of me. That's why the gospel becomes a problem because the gospel begins to give people on earth a different perspective mm-hmm. and a different insight of uh, what is going on. And uh, so there are, for instance, patterns of failure in our family, families that must be accepted by you and I as normal. There are, there are things that we must just accept as though they were part of nature. It's just natural. This is what we go through as people. That's what they want. They don't want anybody who is going to arise and begin to push back and begin to, and, and begin to resist mm-hmm. that which they want to do. Because at the end of the day, as far as they are concerned, we must all be one. Uh, they use an English word, a homogeneous group of people who think the same, who worship the same thing, which is not Jesus Christ, by the way, with uh, one same leader and uh, almost a robotic kind of, um, of, of environment in the future. So that's the point I'm making to you, which is going to be very important to understand as a prayer warrior why you cannot afford to sit and just be part of everybody else. God is calling upon us to stand up and to arise. So there, there was a time, Bazalwane, I'm talking to you now about, about the global order and, um, and, the, and, the, and the system in the world that we must understand how it operates so that that informs our prayer life and we understand the bigger scheme of things. Do you know that uh, there was a time when in the church, because religion, like I told you before, is the, is the architecture of the enemy. Religion is, is, is not of God. So there was a time in the church, um, 19th, 19th century even, when uh, even today, by the way, poverty was normal. Poverty was normal. Uh, they said poverty is God's will for you. There was a time in the church when sickness was normal. If somebody had cancer, for instance, it was accepted as God's will and God is punishing you or God is trying to humble you. God is trying to get you into a place where you are really subdued so that you can worship him better. Sickness is a, is, a, is a way, it's God's way of dealing with his people so that they are subjugated and, and they worship him. That's, that was in the church, believe it or not. There was a, there was a time in the church where uh, voting was not realized. When I say these things, family, understand that it's, 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 it's an agenda. It's, it's the system. Uh, no voting was allowed. If you are a Christian 
you could not vote for change of government. Because why would you vote for change of government? What is your problem? Your assignment is to go to church. When you die, work for heaven. Your preoccupation here is to live a good life, take care of my family, go to church, give some offering, so that when I die, I go to heaven. We were, we were programmed that way. This is why most people in the world today, Christians, have a, a particular relationship with church because they don't understand that the church is God's strategy to deal with these things. Uh, there was a time, Bazoana, so I was explaining to you, there was a time when participating in politics was not allowed. Why do you participate in politics? What have you to do with, with changing of, 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 of the status quo? You are a Christian. You don't, Christians don't do that. Christians pray. Christians take care of the orphans. Christians do that, but there are areas in society whereby Christians are not allowed to participate. That was what was happening. And uh, do, you, do you realize that there was a time when even the supernatural, the supernatural stopped in the early church. And there was a time called the Dark Ages in the history of the church. There was a time until recently when salt and uh, what they call the crucifix, Ispambano, was the only means to deal with, the, with demons and with all these foul things sent from, from, from hell. Can you believe that? The church used salt, sprinkling salt, and is holding up the, the, the cross to push back against these things in the church. So we were, we were given, Bazalwane, superstition and religion instead of spirituality and relationship. So that we are, we are weak. We don't bite. We are not strong. We are not a force to be reckoned with. Let me repeat that statement. You and I and the, and the people who have come before us, we were given superstition and religion. We were not given relationship and spirituality. So most people in the earth today, all they have is, is superstition and they think that is Christianity because there are symbols there's, there's Christian symbolism attached to it. There would be a cross over here. There would be some whatever else there is. And then they think that is uh, Christianity. Now, the church that Jesus Christ is raising to confront the global agenda is not that church. There is a church that is rising in the earth that is powerful. A church that is, uh, that is anointed. A church that walks in holiness. Holiness. A church that uh, Jesus said to them, I give you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. That's the church that Jesus is raising. If you see uh, a revival in terms of, 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 of holiness and, and, and uh, repentance and all these things that are coming up now, Understand that Jesus Christ is revitalizing, reviving his church. The church must arise because there's something about to happen in the world. It's going to require the church, the real church, to, 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 to arise. You know, Bazanuti, a superstition, by the way, it is, a, it is a fear of gods. That's where the word comes from because I looked at the word. Superstition means fear 
of, of, of gods. It, in, it involves a worship of idols, believe it or not. Uh, they are things that are worn. They call them amulets to protect us against evil. Now, the Roman Catholic Church is a good example of that. So I want you to know that we have been called to something greater than superstition. We have been called to the real thing, the real thing, the real thing that is able to push back against whatever the enemy is planning for the city of Durban in the year 2020, whatever the enemy is planning for the nation of South Africa. I said to you, I think it was two weeks ago, the church of Jesus Christ uh, is the only hope for nations. We said nations, the future of nations uh, is not at the mercy of political parties or presidents or billionaires. The future of nations is at the mercy of the priesthood. Those who are going to choose to live their lives on their faces, praying, standing in the gap, standing on the wall, praying for their families, praying for their nations, for the manifestation of God's purpose in their, in their areas, in their terrains, in their nations, in their cities, and so forth. So understand that, Bazalwan. So the church was infiltrated uh, very much. I'm going to go into that uh, just now. But in the book of Isaiah, um, verse, uh, chapter 59, verse 9, uh, the book of Isaiah 59, verse 9, the Bible says, No one calls for justice. No one. Nor does any plead for truth. They trust in empty words and speak lies. They conceive evil and bring forth iniquity. So just take that scripture and just put it over here. Now, this is one thing you must understand because you must have a, a, a renewed understanding of the church. The church was infiltrated. By that I mean, from the outside, and they became part of what was called the clergy, who were not supposed to be there. They were planted there. Uh, so they were men from secret societies. Now, for those of you who are not aware what we mean by secret societies, we Talking about Freemasons, there's something called Freemasonry. There's something called Illuminati. There's a whole lot of them. Now, those people were, were planted. Uh, some of them became uh, priests, big priests and archbishops and all that, um, in, especially in the Roman Catholic Church. Now, that was done for a reason. That was done for a reason because if there's any voice that would come to challenge the the world system it will come from the church so if you neutralize the church if you make the church a copy of what it's supposed to be a shadow of, of what it's meant to be you have won the battle so they weakened the church from within understand that just, just come with me Bazalwan, as we as we build this together so they weakened the church from within what they did was they wrote prayers. And we were discussing prayers, so you must understand this. They wrote prayers for the people. They wrote prayers from the people. They were uh, planted by the system into the church. 
so that they weaken the church from within, they collapse the church. The church uh, uh, became just a, a, a monument uh, full of, of, of religious uh, things uh, and symbolism as opposed to be a, a place of fire, a place of prayer for all nations. So they, they wrote prayers for the people. You expected when you go to church, do not declare, do not prophesy, do not pray prophetically what is in your spirit. De only read what is in front of you. Only just, uh, just go over that over and over recitation of the same thing over and over again. The prayer that you are reciting is not even personal to your fight. It's not even personal to your destiny. The prayer you are reciting does not challenge the corruption in the city at the time, does not uh, shake uh, and rock the boat of the agenda at the time, whether it was political system or economic system, whatever they were doing, you were told pray within these parameters, pray within this pattern, do not venture. If you dare pray out of the prescribed program, you are out of order and then they would cut you and they would call you all sort of names. What, what they were doing, Bazar, what were they doing when they did that? They were ensuring that there's compliance, even within the church, comply. Don't come up with your own thing. You speak in tongues. You speak in tongues where? You don't speak in tongues here because tongues is the Holy Spirit speaking through us. If those tongues can be interpreted, then you are praying the, the will of God. So if they cut off tongues, they are cutting off the Holy Spirit's praying through you. Because should the Holy Spirit pray through you, the Holy Spirit now is declaring things that are out of that which is supposed to happen. So understand these things, Barcelona. So it is important for the system, the world system that you and I should conform. Understand that word today, conformity. Why? Because if we conform, Barcelona, if we conform, if we just do what we are presented with, we cannot challenge. There is no one of all the, what they call um, uh, revivalists, or even in the political uh, sphere, those who change their history. No one did so being a conformist. For you to register something in your history, in your nation, you had to step out of the norm and do something out of the ordinary, step out of the system and begin to look at the system from outside so that you can have a clear mind of what's going on. So people who really, really changed history, uh, countries, if you look at countries that gained independence, for instance, uh, from their colonial masters, they did so because someone decided to stand up. Someone said, enough is enough. I am not going to do this anymore. I'm going to stop complying. Uh, even the education engineered such that even the curriculum itself, Barcelona, you must understand these things. Even the curriculum itself points you towards a certain uh, paradigm, how you think how you um, interact with the world is based on what you have been taught. 
I'm going to talk to you about the word information later. So anybody, those men and those women who made history in their, in their generation, they stepped out of their environment, uh, whether ideologically or spiritually or culturally, but they stepped out of their environment. They looked at the situation from outside and they realized that something was wrong. That is what I'm asking of you, Bazalwan. That's why I want you to learn to take off the religious head. Learn to take off the religious head, a denomination, and all these things that they, they, they are the work of the enemy. Then begin to put on the kingdom head and understand what God is doing in the earth. What is your role? What is my role in it? What God wants us to do. So these people, who refused to conform, they chose to do something about it. They didn't just sit there. They chose to do something about it. So that's what prayer does. Prayer is when we choose to do something about the system. It is when we choose to do something about what the enemy is trying to get us to comply with. No, we shall not comply. The fact that I had this tendency when I was, even when I was younger than this. You know, I, I just didn't do something because everybody did it. I've always been that way. If you tell me that some superstitious something, I'll then ask you, why must that be done? I, I've always ha had these whys. And if you tell me, no, because then I will tell you, no, but I was not there. So I was not privy to the uh, information that informed this decision. I've always been like that. And I think God prepared me for being the person I am meant to be to the body of Christ today in our nation. And so I am getting you to understand that. So see, when you get born again, being saved is the stepping out of the system. That's the first step. When we get born again, when you say, I receive Jesus, being born again is not about joining a, a, some church. some Of course, that's part of it because that's why we are trained to be kingdom people. But when we get born again, when we receive Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, that particular step is the stepping out of the system. That's why they resist it so much. That's why they will do everything they can to ensure that you do not become a Christian. So when, when you pray, after having been born again, then you begin to be a, a, a praying person. Prayer is doing something about it. Being born again is stepping out of the system and living a life of prayer with revelation is doing something about what you see in the system. Understand prayer that way, Bazalwan. More than me praying for my uh, whatever that we pray for, which is also important because we need to live uh, lives here so that we can begin to do God's program in the earth. So everything that we have understood, uh, Christian conduct, let me mention that. It's when we then uh, publicly demonstrate that we have disconnected from the system. So understand how all these things play out. I get born again, I, I disconnect, I step out of the system, I live a, a life of prayer, 
living a life of prayer and, and, and declaring things in the atmosphere. It's like I'm, I'm announcing, I am declaring what is contrary to this. I am inviting something else that is going to destabilize the status quo. I am declaring that I am not in agreement with what I see. What I see must change. Whatever the enemy, I don't care if I was born into it. That's not my problem. I was not there. Now I'm born again. It must change. It must change through the blood of Jesus, through the word of God, through the spirit of faith. What I found to be the norm in my family. No one in my family has graduated, for instance. No one lives beyond the age of 60. No one has a degree. No one has a title deed. Now, that's the norm. That's what the enemy, the system wants you to conform to that. They say to you, no, that's not in your family. That's normal. Accept it. That is your, that's how life has, uh, uh, has, has, has just dealt with you. So accept that as normal. It takes somebody who will choose not to conform to step out of that. So let me repeat what I've just said just briefly because I've got some stuff to cover here. My wife is going to help me to, to, to maintain time. Get born again, you step out of the system, you pray, you, you, you rebel against the system verbally. Everything you are saying in prayer, you are rebelling against the system. I'm not going to have poverty. I'm not going to have whatever that you are, you are loading on me. I refuse it in Jesus' name. Then Christian conduct, which uh, in your church where we grew up uh, and where I grew up, that was what was given to us as, you know, it, it, it does not happen in isolation. Christian conduct is now public demonstration that I have disconnected. In your system, you steal. In, in, in this system I've been part of now through salvation and through the knowledge of Jesus Christ, we do not steal, we give. Yeah. In your system, you do that and you do that, but in this system, Christian conduct is public demonstration of my disconnect. So as long as I behave in the same way as the world, there's nothing that I, I am demonstrating that is attesting to the fact that I have disconnected, I have unplugged mm -hmm. from the system. So now we realize as kingdom people, it's not just so that I can just behave and be a good Christian man. No, I am rebelling against the system. If the system says you, when someone is married, you can just go to their wife and begin to talk nonsense to them, and, and in the in the in the according to the global agenda, that's what they do. So if you are part of that, that's what you're gonna do. But in the system, in the kingdom of God, we don't do that. So any person who has gone, who's going to register something of significance in this life will have to think that way. Any revolutionary of note, any man or woman who registered notable change in their environment was not a conformist to the status quo. Understand that. So it is in the same spirit that we are approaching this today. Remember Moses. A Moses must first abandon Egypt to deliver people from it. A Moses must first abandon Egypt. That's what the scripture says. Before you can deliver people out of Egypt, you cannot deliver people from that which you are bound with. 
You, it's not possible. For the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, I'm coming to Romans 12. In the book of Hebrews 11, uh, 27, by faith Moses forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. The Bible says he forsook it. He later was going to save people from Egypt. You cannot cast devils that you play hide and seek with. Mm. There is so much to this, but only that meets the eye. Uh, and no one must arise and build an ark for his or her family. Doing something, building something out of the norm. Something that is not part of even the engineering of the time and the architecture of the time and the technology of the time did not allow. There was nothing like it. It takes for such people to register something of importance in their generation. They call it thinking out of the box. Well, there's a debate about thinking out of the box. But a Noah must arise in families and nations to build uh, arcs for their families and for their nations. If all of us are going to think the same way, w walking in the same um, uh, paradigm, nothing is going to shift yeah. in our families. Nothing is going to change. That is why you are saved. That is why God has raised you in your family. That is why you and I must ensure that because we now have understanding and revelation, things cannot be the same anymore for ourselves, for our children, and for our grandchildren. Remember that there was David. Uh, he risked, risked his life. Everybody in the nation, even the military, in the nation was not ready to handle Goliath. The military, somebody had to arise and face the enemy. Same thing, Baslani, in your family, in my family, someone must choose to arise. If no one chooses to think differently and you have the word of God in you and you are not conformed, you do everything just the way everybody else does it, you speak the same way, you think the same way, you act the same way. That is what they want. Because as long as there's lots of them in you, you cannot challenge them. Let me repeat that. As long as there's a whole lot of the world in you, you cannot challenge it. That's why Jesus said the enemy comes, but he has got nothing in me. There is nothing in me that reflects him. Now, the Bible says, David said, let no man's heart fail because of Goliath. Your servant will go and fight with the Philistine. God is raising such people. The whole land is, is crippled with fear. The military, the best warriors are crippled with fear. Someone must arise who will not conform even to the mindset of the time. And begin to challenge what the enemy is trying to do. So all I'm asking you, Bazalwan, this morning, even as we prepare you to be pray praying people, break away from the system. Break away from the system. You can be part of the system while attending church. You can be part of the system while being a pastor. You can be part of the system while being fully involved part of the clergy, but you are so much, very much part of the system. 
Someone must build the ark, Bazalwan, for their family. In winter, whether it's winter time, it's summer time, it's spring time, it's autumn, it's hot or cold, whether it's fashionable, whether it's trending or not, Noah had to arise. It was not right for him. It was not um, uh, normal for him because it was something coming from a different realm. It was not within his understanding and culture, but he obeyed God. And through him, God saved and he used his family as a foundation for the next world and the next generation. He built the ark. You and I, someone must build the ark for families through prayer. Somebody must begin because the enemy is coming at a speed, Bazalwan. Someone must face that Goliath. We can all be sleeping. We can all... We can all, all be sleeping from 12 midnight to 6 in the, uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the morning and expect something to shift in our families. We can all be praying five-minute prayers if something is going to be shifting. Somebody in that family, somebody must choose to, to pray and, and sacrifice time, put time aside because I am rebelling against what I see. It shall not always end this way. So understand all these things, Bazalwan. So someone listening to me must decide to drop the sinful privileges of Egypt like uh, Moses did so that God can begin to use you mightily in Jesus' name. Bazalwan, don't conform to Egypt. Don't conform. The more you conform, the weaker you become. The more you conform, the weaker you become. Somebody was, was uh, I listened, listened to this uh, message yesterday, uh, this, this minister who, who does deliverance is saying, uh, so there was this woman that they were trying to, 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 to deliver, cast devils out of, and she had about two million devils in her, something that's just uh, so strange, but she did. And so this, this, this pastor and the eldership comes to assist him. This woman, she goes to this uh, man, one man, uh, she says to him, stop praying. And she begins to tell him uh, the name of his girlfriend. And the, 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 the spirit tells him what they did two days prior. The man dropped his head, left the building. So what I'm saying is somebody must decide to, to, to step out of, of Egypt. Nothing is going to shift in this generation. Somebody must take the... The, the crown and the status of being a prince in Egypt. You know, some people pay a lot of price to become Christians because the, we are popular in the world. We have made a name for ourselves in the world. We have got social circles there, you know, and it, it cost Moses so much for him to deliver his people. So you cannot stand up against Bazalwan, that which, you, which, which entertains you. Let me repeat that. You cannot resist you cannot stand against that which entertains you. As long as Egypt entertains me, I cannot resist it. The culture of Egypt is meant to tame me so that I don't have a voice. Understand that God is raising people who are going to have to speak and push back against the agenda of the enemy. So all these things which are happening, they have an agenda to tame you to weaken your voice. 
We know of, of, of preachers, you know, they know that they cannot even pray in a certain area because they are weak there. That's the whole point. You know, it tames you. It weakens you. You cannot challenge them. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 6 verse 17, Come out from among them. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 17. The Lord says, come out, step out of the system because there is something I want you to do. But you cannot do that looking like them because they will look at you and then they will laugh at you because they will think that you are, you are, you are just being a joke. If for you to make impact, for you and I to represent God with authority and power, we must step out of the system and begin to challenge and pray all the prayers that we have learned, you have learned, and the stuff that we are going to learn going forward, we must be doing that, having stepped out of the system. Um, the next point I want to make, Bazalwan, I hope you are, you, 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 you are getting what I'm saying to you, and I hope you are being blessed, I hope you are receiving, and I hope your understanding is being broadened around these things. So you don't pray against failure in life because it's not good for you. Let me repeat that. The reason why we don't pray, we don't pray against failure in life, it's not just that it's not good for us. Of course it's not good for us. But we pray against failure because it's not what God wants. Let me repeat that, Bazalwan. Sometimes these things become so uh, difficult to understand. You know when you pray against failure in life, you and I may think that I'm praying it because it just, it just suits me. No, there's something bigger than that. Fa failing in life suits the system. Failing in life, if it's not God's will for you, is part of the agenda of the enemy. It is what you must resist. So it's bigger than what I want or what I don't want. It's about what God wants. The reason why we should arise, even financially and economically and everywhere, is because it does not assist the agenda of the kingdom of God to stay that way and to conform to those levels. So we pray against certain things because it is what God wants to see happen. If you are resisting one thing in the kingdom of darkness, make sure that the attitude towards it is about God receiving glory from it. It is because God is in it. It's not about me, Bazalwan. If we can pray with that understanding that every prayer I am making, every declaration I am making, I am ensuring that the will of God is established, is established in the earth. Do you know that even you're, you're being well physically? Do you know that it, it suits me because I am now well, but do you know that when you choose to kick that, that's why in the olden days, in, the, in, the, in, in those uh, churches, in, in that era, they said sickness is part of God's will for you because as long as you are crippled, you, you, you don't have the, 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 the vigor and the strength to fulfill God's purpose in the earth. So even, even praying for, for your health is God's will, is fulfilling prophecy 
because God wants his people to be well. Attach your prayer to the will of the Father. Yes. Do you remember the scripture that says, because Now that scripture was not uh, said or written just for entertainment. It says you pray, but you pray amiss, so that you can fulfill that in your own lust. In other words, you, all my prayers, I'm thinking it's all about me. No, God wants. To establish his will through you. You being su successful. You being healthy. You making it. Is destabilizes the, 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 the agenda of the enemy. Destabilizes the, 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 the enemy. Remember that in your family. You, you, you may not have had a level of success. Because of the curse on the family. So if you just come under that umbrella. What purpose that, that, does that serve in the kingdom? God is not glorified when the word comes in your spirit and you begin to understand who you are in God and you begin to pray and you begin to resist and you begin to rebel. Excuse the word I'm using, but I'm using it in context. Rebel against the system, the wicked system of the enemy. You are doing the will of God. That is what God wants. Now, let us come to Romans 12, Basel 1. Uh, together. Let's come to Romans 12 uh, verses 1 to 2. And uh, we have 15 minutes, I'm told. So let's go to Romans 12. Uh, let me just focus on verse number 2. I will try and, uh, and try and conclude uh, before our time is up. Not like we did last time. I took too long to uh, with you and I apologize for that. Now Romans 12 verse 2 says, and do not be conformed. Do not comply. Do not be in uniform or same as. Do not conform to this world, but be transformed. The word transform means to change form or to change structure. Be transformed from, um, by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. That whole scriptures uh, family is about alignment. All right. Now we've dealt with alignment. I'm going to leave that alone. The Bible says, do not be conformed to this world. It Bible differentiates between earth and world. Now as a, a kingdom person, the prophetic apostolic person that you are, Understand that the world, the, the, the Bible differentiates between world as seen in this scripture and earth. The word for earth in the Bible in Greek is ge, it's G-E. It's the planet, it's nature, it's the mountains, the rivers, streams and all that, that which God made. Everything God made is the earth. What is uh, referenced in the scripture we've just read, is world. World is a cosmos in Greek. It means the world system. The world system are ideologies, are systems, are, 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 are mindsets and, and cultures. If you will, the earth is the hardware and the, and the world is the software. 
the the planet is the physical stuff the world are cultures and um, and isms uh, uh, capitalism socialism everything the cultures of the, the wickedness in the world that is what we are meant to resist that's why the bible says uh, do not be conformed it doesn't say don't be conformed to the earth don't be conformed to the world now john uh, begins to clarify this in first john 2:15 he says do not love the world or the things in the world he doesn't mean don't love nature later on you will realize that part of what we do as kingdom people is to take care of nature mm. we are uh, we 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 conserve nature we take care of nature you're going to learn that going forward so it it, it doesn't mean uh, do not love uh, animals and and trees and plants no 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 we take care of that we are stewards of that yes. what is meant here it says do not love the system do not love the world or the things in the world if anyone loves the world the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father but is of the world so he's saying do not comply to the world system rebel against it now they use the word there bazalwane conform they use the word conform uh, conform be be like i also like the word transform conform transform now he says be transformed the word they use for that in in greek as you know some of you is metamorphos where you get metamorphosis uh, that's the greek the word transform metamorphos it means to to change form or to change shape uh, it also means to be transfigured that's what the word means so he says change form i want you as my people to change form don't be in the same form as the world don't be in the same shape as the world be transfigured so when we accept jesus our minds are in a particular form because we were born into the system we have already been bombarded with whole of all of information we are already uh, full of stuff we are interpreting things we are problem solving in a particular way based on the state of our minds and the information that we have now he says i want you to be transformed because everything that you have in your mind right now it is meant to get you to trans- to, to conform to the system it will not help you you know the word uh, 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 inform bazalwan because we have been informed differently this is why god wants us to kind of renew our minds according to the scripture we are informed the word inform it's a beautiful word inform by the way the word inform is it's inform it means to form into the word information information is the content listen to this the content you receive to form you into something that's information so by the time we receive the gospel we you and i have already been formed into something that's why we look at people in a certain way that's why i look at money 
in a certain way. That's why I look at God in a certain way. Because there is stuff that has been formed in us already by way of information that we have already received through different mediums. Whatever information I have on a particular area in my life, I have received it, you like it or not, from the world system. If it's not from the word of God, it's from the world system. There are books that are written uh, that um, uh, they, they interpret scripture, which is fine. But everything that I have uh, become because of who I am in my mind is because of, how, of, of who I have been formed into. Because of the information I have received. So that scripture then says, God says, I want you uh, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the will of God for you. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove what the will of God is for you. So the only way you can disconnect from the system, Bazalwan, is by allowing the word of God to fill you, to form you into a different species. When we allow the word to build itself in us and to form us into a different, different woman, it forms me into a different man. Now suddenly my mind, my worldview changes. It seems as if light comes on, I begin to look at life in a different way. Things which were normal, and the, and the world system were counting on it, by the way. They were hoping I was not going to be exposed to light. Remember, the Bible says the entrance of his word brings light. The word light is illumination. They were counting on that that you may not be exposed to the word. So if you want to disconnect from this, because they have built systems in our, the schema in our minds, it's building blocks. Uh, it's, it's stuff that's been built over the years. Some of it takes time to undo. And God appreciates that. So he says, you are going to have to undo yourself. You have to disintegrate and rebuild your life anew. All the, all the different ideas and opinions and views and perspectives must now be built anew from the foundation of Scripture. If I don't do that, the system is in me. And even when I do church, I do church according to the system because I have not been disconnected from it. A prayer warrior must understand these things as must have a, a, an appreciation of the things that we are sharing with you this morning. So when the word comes and we renew our minds, we realize that the system is wicked. We begin to have a, a less uh, appreciation for what is happening in our lives and we begin to resist it. That's when prayer becomes more than superstition, Bazalwan. That's when you begin to stand up and fight and say, my Children are going to live a different life. We begin to raise even our kids differently. We begin to, as husbands and, and as wives, we begin to look at marriage, not as a con, uh, uh, some contract, like a business, but as a covenant. All the different things we, we have known, they gain new 
insight. We gain new insight on those things. We begin to understand the world in a different way. If you don't understand those things as a prayer, a praying person, you are praying amiss because we don't have a, a, a revelation of what we are dealing with. So we must rise against whatever system, witchcraft system. There's, there's, all these are systems, witchcraft. You begin to rise against it. You begin to understand that I can stand against this thing because you, re you read the word and the word said, no, I have authority. Whatever principality and power, whatever demonic stuff that's being, uh, whatever spell that's being cast on me, I can begin to pray and fast and declare God's word upon this thing and it shall not stand. Financial system, religious system, uh, all the constraints and the blink as they put us on, you cast those off and you begin to pursue Jesus. Yes. You begin to pursue God with revelation and understanding. I am concluding, Bazalwan. So he says there, so you can prove the will of God. Do all these things. Dismantle Egypt. Step out of the system. Do not conform so you can prove. The word prove in that scripture, in that particular context, it means so that your life can be proof that God's promises are true. That's what God wants. He wants us to live such that our very lives can be proof that his promises are true. It means so that you can demonstrate the authenticity or genuineness of God's word through my life. As I begin to resist the system, I begin to embrace the will of God, the, the oil, the, the abundance, health, a, a sober mind, peace righteousness and holiness when i begin to move in that realm in those things i begin to be a demonstration of what god can do in the life of a human being that indeed his will is good for the human race indeed his will is is acceptable and perfect so that i i, I can become now as it were a billboard for the kingdom that's what he wants to uh, do through us. So it is through prayer. It is through prayer that we resist the system. So I am encouraging everybody uh, that is part of our family, uh, Kingdom Embassy House, our friends, and everybody else. This morning I am telling you, family, when we pray, pray with this revelation in mind. It's, it's bigger than you and I. It's much bigger than what we thought it was. There is a wicked system out there. They are already working. There are things we might share with you, Numamji, going forward. But let a, an army arise mm -hmm. that understands soberly the agenda of the enemy when you pray. You pray with revelation. You pray with understanding in the name of Jesus. Now let me pray with you. Now, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Just pray with me, family. God is doing something. There's a revival. There's a revival coming. Unmute. There's a revival coming. I can hear you, Bazwani, praying. Just, just pray with us. Let me feel you. Let, let me hear you pray. Yes, Lord. Lord, Father, we, we, we speak revelation upon your people. An unleashing of wisdom yes, 
Let portals be opened of wisdom and understanding. In the name of Jesus. So this revelation was withheld in heaven until the holy breed would arise. Unless these things would be shared by wrong people and they would then uh, economize it and begin to exploit it for their own gain. But Father, I thank you now that you are raising your army. You are raising and you are, you, you are releasing fresh revelation upon us. That we understand church, we understand the kingdom, we understand our role in the earth in a different light. Let those of us who are, who are fighting continue to fight. Let no one give up. Let no one give up. Because your victory is God's victory. In your finances, in your family, the lives of your children, don't give up. Don't stop praying. Your victory is God's victory. My failure to win, to pray, to press on, freezes prophecy. It, uh, uh, it encourages the status quo. The, the, the global agenda is anchored, is consolidated. We should not allow it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we pray. Breathe upon your church. Breathe upon your people. In Jesus' name, let fire come upon your people. Raise prayer warriors, raise people, apostolic people, prophetic people, with whom you give and you share secrets and things of the world to come. In Jesus' name, we give you thanks for it. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, bless you, Basalwani. Come in, Lenko.